So uh, you got a theme tune for us, Ben? Uh, I, was, I was thinking more of a, a theme announcement. A theme announcement? So I'm going to just revert. Who's going to stand up? Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the podcast! Da, 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 da. Hello and welcome to episode two of the show. Yeah, I'm still going hard with this show, don't worry. Uh, not giving up yet. First and foremost, thank you to everyone who listened to the first episode. Um, I had such a great time recording it with Lyndon. And if you haven't listened to it yet, it's probably worth listening to. Otherwise, you won't understand what, what's going on or why I'm talking to Daniel Ear Canals now. Um, anyway, let's get right into it to our second episode. Um, we're joined by another old friend and the student breaker correspondent from the oldest city in Wales, representing the University of Bangor in Gwynedd, North Wales. Our guest today is a regular on Bitch Hill, the Morris Chicken Counter, and in spoons drinking a gin berry fizz pitcher, Mr. Benjamin Law. How are you doing, mate? You okay? Hello, Rayleigh. I am doing wonderfully, thank you. How about yourself? Well, oh, I'm all right. I'm all right. It's uh, strange that you mentioned the chicken counter, considering I have just been and just been. demolished my way through some fillets. Oh, there's only thing you really get from chicken counter, to be fair, isn't it? It's true. C- crosscut chips chicken fillets or you're out of my house there's no that's the insight if you ever feel like you want to get morris and chicken that is the order it's, it's the only way it's the only way how were the chicken fillets i would say that they've been cooked in a kiln the heat of them <laughs> turned my tongue into plasma immediately there was no there was no reprieve from these fillets really they were just in my mouth my mouth was gone didn't even have any cooling garlic mayo to help you out there it was just straight straight Eye of the sun. Really, if you're eating chicken fillets from Morrison's with garlic mayo, then you're also out of my house. I'm sorry. Well, let me just stop this recording right now. (laughs) Yeah, please. Uh, Well, have you not done anything recently? Anything anything interesting recently? Um, Apart from just lounging, scrounging. Lounging, scrounging. And watching a bit of footy. Not particularly. How about yourself? What have you been up to anything interesting? Um Well, lockdown things, isn't it? Um haven't been doing much. Um, had a horrible hangover on Saturday. Um, Sunday, oh, on Sunday, right? I got the. Um, I was cooking. I was in sat in my kitchen, right? Um, sat by the hobs, cooking up a nice omelette for you know wake up late on a Sunday, have a treat myself a nice little breakfast. Uh, just cooking up an omelette. You know how an omelette is when you've got. Um, no, I can't cook. But go on. It's a cool bit with an omelette where you've just you've got the eggs in a the pan, they're cooking away, and you put in your filling on the one side and you've got them in that flip you've got to flip half it onto the other half to kind of complete the omelette and so you've got a nice kind of semicircle going on so right you know and it's sometimes when you flip it over it will split and go everywhere and it's not not ideal so i was doing that and I look across and on our street there's quite a friendly cat and the cat often comes and sits on the windowsill in our, in our kitchen just watch us do our thing and this is also the cat that shits in our garden a lot so it's kind of like a you know interesting relationship like we want to kind of get to go away mortal but... enemy i got you yeah it's kind of like it's a it's a kind of we have content for each other i think um and he was just sat he was sat on the windowsill just watch me watch me you know do my thing in the kitchen watch me cook um i was cooking away and i was about to mom look look at the cat look over the window because i was looking around looks the cat cat looking at me looking at hob and it was just you know it was in it was engaged just doing a little cooking show for the cat um doing my whole gordon ramsay impression you know, with a pan on, nice and hot, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> um, 
that was actually terrible. Anyway, um, so I was coming over to the the critical moment of my um omelet making process. I was about to flip flip the uh flip the omelet, put the spatula in, go for the flip, omelet splits. <gasps> no panic. Look at the cat. The cat looks at me, looks at the pan, look of contempt, shits on windowsill, walks off. And it's <laughs> physical heckle i've ever had from cooking in my life <laughs> someone literally looks at it and goes i'm gonna shit on that and then walks off and it's like okay you say it's the most physical heckle you clearly don't remember the last time we made pancakes oh yeah yeah, yeah. three-day cleanup that required but that was uh that was nasty there was a lot less contempt involved it seems like this cat despises you really i think there's a there's a relationship with this cat where we're just purely a tool for its entertainment. There's got, there's no two way. <laughs> it's just, it's just there to look at, look at us, look at what we're doing, take a shit in our garden, and then just go about his days. We, we, we mean nothing to it. Um, hence why it shut on my windowsill on Sunday. But anyway, um, enough of that. Let's go on to the, uh, onto the show. So let's just get into the big, the big question. What's Banger? What's the university like? Give us some background. So, Banger is allegedly a city in North allegedly. Wales. Well, you see, mm. the, the the defining factor of a city in the UK is mm. that it has a cathedral, and Bangor yep. has a cathedral. However, okay. on all other grounds, I would say it is a small, small town or hamlet. I don't know. Hamlet, say, <laughs> not small. No, I'd say the, the population... The student population, when they're all there, outweighs the local population by something like two to one. It's, it's quite a lot. Um, I, I read it, it was when the students are there, it's the same amount of population as the regular local population. So I think yeah. it's like 15,000 each. Yeah, that wouldn't surprise me at all. Um, so if you're around in summer or Christmas or whenever most of the students have gone home, it is a ghost town, ghost city, sorry, slipping mm. up on my own uh, on my own place already uh but the actual university is split up all across the city and it's basically Bangor is in a valley so mm. you have both both sides of the valley in which different bits of the university are on like one of the accommodations is on one side of the valley the other accommodation is on the other side of the valley which leads to two hills going down to the center when you need to go to certain buildings and computer labs which are genuinely the nastiest hills known to man uh which is why one of them has been the one which is nearer to me has been given the internet in bitch hill just purely by how horrendous it is to walk up uh the other one is just it does have another name i think as well the the one going up the other way but it goes up to the saint mary student village and it is worse uh but i've never been up it so i couldn't let you know what it's like because i am you just avoided that with I'm a, yeah i'm a vehement denier of exercise so I just, I'm not going near that. I also, I've no reason to go up to St. Mary's because it is the inferior accommodation, which um, I can get well, on to. Touch, yeah, so that's something we'll get on to a, bit, a little bit later. Okay, it's interesting, interesting. So it uh, seems like it's quite a spread out kind of university. Um, what does it mean to you? What's what's the, uh, talk about feeling. If you're if you're sat, sat back, in a, back at home, back in the law household, and oh, yeah. you know, you're thinking about university, think about Bangor, what comes into your head? What kind of feeling, what Ooh. thoughts, what kind of image, what situ- situation, what appears? First thing that comes to mind, 
obviously your friends you just it's a every every single person you have on is going to say this but it's a community it's lovely mm. uh secondly cheap drinks absolutely banging what are we talking uh we are talking i think this pub may be still open but it might not be we're talking one pound pints on a monday we're talking Ooh. we're talking one pound jaeger bombs on a monday uh, we're talking in the main uh, pub, pub, pub kind of bar in the main bar on the student accommodation in uh, Frith site. We're talking two pound pints during football matches. It is, oh, and like nice. I'm not, to- I'm not talking that bad. I'm talking that good, good. Summersby Black, beautiful, and by that I just mean Summersby that you put black current into. It is beautiful. That that's that's definitely the uh, some of the strongest figures of. I've seen from a university bar so well so far out of two universities. Oh, Might yeah, something well, like a little leaderboard table about the um, cheapest pint price. Well, you say that. Um, there was an article I think last year or the one before about mm. uh, the cheapest universities in the UK, and I think they took accommodation into account, uh, price of a pint. Uh, I think like local attractions and stuff like that. And uh, Banger did win. Well, Banger doesn't have any local attractions. To be fair. How dare you? How <laughs> dare you? If you go on fight corner, if you want to see local attractions, then you need to come to Bangor, and nearby is a McDonald's. Okay. Ooh. Yeah, big, I know. I know. I know. Not, ma- not many of them around. Uh, uh, exactly. There is also <laughs> a lovely. We have a lovely landmark monument which is uh, called the Pontio Duck. I don't know if you've done any any background reading into this. Uh, a little bit, but go on. Do you know about the duck? Have you a, a tiny bit? Not not enough for me to explain anything about it. But go so, on. So, um, and I'll explain the the layout of the main university building. So there's there's a building called Main Arts, which is a lovely Hogwarts esque looking old building, mm. um, which is the one you want to take the photos with. And then there's a much newer building which was built a few years back called Pontio, which is uh it's like do you know those things where you see online it's like those really weird like architect uh designs where it's just like kind of a building's been flipped on its head it kind of looks like it it looks like a modern architect's wet dream it's like honestly (laughs) i don't mind it i don't mind it but i know that most people really don't like how it looks and basically outside of that between the two buildings on the hill i think it's a student design project thing but it's like a little hut thing and it's called the duck uh and I don't, you might have to you might have to post a picture on the Instagram after this because uh, I might add to the starter pack because honestly um, it's quite hard to explain what it looks I've, like because it's not a duck. At it. It's it's very green. More, yeah, it's very green. Uh, it's got some like windows in it, so it almost looks like a like a like yellow submarine esque. Uh, it kind of looks like a foot. It kind of looks like a bong. Nobody really knows what it is. Yeah, it kind of looks like um. Yeah, it's interesting. I'm, I just looked at I just Google imaged it while you were chatting, and you know how when you go on Google Images, it has you click on the image to go into like a wider view, and yeah. it has like the website article title. Is it just "Duck is Ugly"? Well, it's um, <laughs> it's from the Daily Post, and it just says "Golden Nugget or Monstrosity?" Question oh. <laughs> mark. Ponty artwork costs costs a whopping one hundred nine thousand pounds to to uh, bring to life. As if. Yeah, really? it, I I feel that that might or not have been good value for money there. I but... disagree wholeheartedly. It is a prime location. It does look like I look at the Pontius stuff, and it does look pretty pretty fancy. 
Is that the so Ponte is uh, the big white building? So Ponte, yeah, it. yeah, and the main arch yeah. is behind it, like up up a hill. Mm. Yeah, because I think you can see in those back backgrounds of the Pontio dark, you can see the main arts building. Um, and I, so I read some as well that the the Pontio building got delayed by about four years or something. Oh so yeah, it got built in 2015. I think it was meant to be built in 2011. So yeah, I know people who used to go to Banger, and their main thing. <laughs> shout out to them. Shout, sh- out, to shout out to them. Uh, big D Ramwick, you know, you know who I mean. Um, and. Like they, it was kind of like the selling point almost back then, where it was like, oh, this new facility is being built, and yeah, it was just kind of a running joke that it was never going to get finished, and they were always going to keep building more and more, and yeah. yeah so I think that some people are kind of shocked that it did get finished, and even when it has, it's a good facility. Don't get me wrong, but it, uh, I think, is it last... not worth the hype? No, it is. I I quite like it. It's got really good lecture halls, but one, uh, it's been shut down a few times. It caught fire last year. Was it? Or was it Strong. two years ago? It was like the the roof insulation caught fire, which was quite funny. Um, and <laughs> funny's a word for that, but um, <laughs> we'll let that let that go. Yeah, and then yeah, I've got a st- <laughs> I've actually got a I've got a, li- a little th- thing about uh, someone on my course. So another time, so it seems quite prone to being broken. This Pontio building, and there's a ma- the main lecture hall flooded one year because there was really heavy rain, and the glass behind it just kind of. I don't know the seams weren't shut I don't know water was coming in so uh we couldn't have lectured in there for a good week or so next time we came in someone on my course came in with with goggles and a swimming cap and sat there in for the entire lecture in goggles and a swimming cap because he was like oh I heard it was leaking <laughs> so he's trying to walk in with flippers and a snorkel yeah wetsuit the full deal the full deal Well, well, we'll cut straight through to the chase. Um, talked about you t- t- talked about um, cost of drinks and stuff. So, talk me through a standard student night out at Bangor. What a normally happens? Standard student night out in Bangor. Well, I would say, pre's are a necessity. Don't don't oh, don't skimp out. on pre's. Absolutely. Someone like, someone even say, including myself, the best part of a night out. Oh, I'd agree. I'd agree wholeheartedly. Pre's. You, it, it really. There are two kinds of nights out in Banger. There's one. So I'll go through the first one. You you have pre's. You decide I'm going to go straight from pre's to a club. There are there are two clubs in Banger because we're big. Right, big man. I, well, I heard last week that um, Saint Andrews had no clubs. So it you know had, well, it technically has one, but it's not an independent yeah, but club. If it's technically okay. Anyway, <laughs> we'll, we'll skim past that. We'll skim past that. Sorry. So there are two clubs in Banger. There's Academy and Cube. Uh, Cube is kind of like a, a knockoff prism where it's got multiple floors with different music, and Academy is the one run by the student. So, union. literally, Cube is another way for prism, so way of saying prism, isn't it? Basically. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, still, I guess they're both 3D shapes. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know how they haven't been sued. Maybe they, maybe they're owned by the so Who knows? But, yes. um, so, yeah. So, you want to go pre's. It depends on how close you live to these places, but past Freshers' Week, this is when everything's obviously open, past yeah. Freshers' Week, there's not really much chance of you getting stuck in a queue for that long unless there's like a really uh, unless unless Paul Chuckles turning up to this event there's oh. there's not a big going to be a big queue uh at any point in the night so basically you can just kind of pre's 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 get absolutely smashed as long as you can get let in by the bouncers and then you can just kind of Quite walk light. down to academy or cube depending on the uh the day of the week because different different days are better for different clubs obviously uh mm. and then you yeah you sorted you're in the nightclub until 
I think through is it three when the lights come on? We're not we're not we're early sleepers. We're not there's no all nighters going on nightclubs. You could go back, go to an afters, your decision, could go to bed, could go home with a lucky lady or gentleman, you know? So the afters are kind of less less common? Uh not necessarily. It just depends on your your point of view on them. Like, if you want, I'm sure you can find an afters if you want to. Like, it's entirely possible. It's just I didn't experience many afters because I need my beauty sleep and I value uh, I value sleep time. That's yeah. very fair. Um, oh, oh, a little bit. Of a, oh, hello. Um, yeah, was that creeping over? Um, <laughs> so yeah, and then the other type of uh, of night out is. Um, is to do with is just pub pub crawl and then to a club. So mm. you would kind of have maybe like a, a half an hour or not a half an hour, maybe like an hour and a half prees, like quite a quick thing. And then there are a lot of pubs in Bangor, considering it's like two roads is the entire city. So you would uh, like start in Upper Bangor and then probably move your way down to Lower Bangor. And then depending on which club you're going to, you could end up nearer one or the other. But some stops you have to make along the way. There is a pub at the top of Bitch Hill called rascals where they do a uh, a 55 percent shot called tiki fire uh sounds spicy yeah it's it's like a vanilla is it vanilla rum or something it's like a vanilla something it's, it's meant to be vanilla flavored uh so take that while you can and i would recommend castle on the way down does good pictures and men i in upper bang is also quite nice so you know lots of variety so is there a, so what are the days that you go to Cube or Academy? Is there like a, a second? What's the week like um, for the? Uh... So I would say that it probably changes year by year, just based on what kind of um, what kind of nights the, especially Academy, because Academy is run by the student union, so it depends what nights they decide. Like one year they could decide to do cheese nuts on a Monday, one year they could decide it on a different day. But I would say if you're go- if if you're going out each day of the week apart from Sunday, um, <laughs> all right, legend. I I didn't say I was. I just said <laughs> if you chose to. Monday is definitely an academy night because uh, cheese night, like Cube, might not be open most weekdays. Really, Tuesday don't know if it's open. Go wherever you want, mate. Wednesday is uh, the student union night, so the AU night. Go to academy. It is a banging night out. Oh, is that the uh, sports night kind of? Yeah. Night? So yeah. So one of the societies will run uh, the the night out and yeah it'll be a good time they're always packed uh thursday similar p- clubs probably aren't open on thursday apart from freshers so you know have a have a breather you you crazy bastard um <laughs> take a day get your beauty sleep friday is kind of uh more of a mixed choice friday i personally would go cube that's okay. just because there are probably more students in cube on a friday uh academy could be a bit more dead it's really it's like kind of the split thing where some people will go to either and then Saturday, um, if you want to risk death, go to Cube. But it is a good night out there. Um, but <laughs> if, well. if you want to, if you want a decent night out that's like still quite cheap drinks, then go to Academy because what? Cube, yeah, Cube just tends to up their drink prices throughout the week. So what were you asking about risking death? There is that a uh, is that the reason behind that? Uh, or is it on a Saturday? locals will come to cube in by the dozen they'll have finished work and they will go out so you will have 50 year old oh, no. welsh men trying to find out well uh, this sound this sounds much more sinister than it is because 
All I'm saying is that all, all of the fights I've seen in Hue have been started by locals, apart from maybe like one or two over the years. Um, mm. But it's it's usually, yeah, you just kind of get a lot more locals. It's a lot more like pushy. You're more likely to get in a bit of a scrape if you're if you're kind of a, a, a more aggressive drunk or more shouty drunk or you're like trying to push through to get to your mates. But it is packed. Fair enough. Um, so I think we'll go on to uh, the the biggest question of the interview, which I'm, I think you're you're aware of, which is always already going to happen, is um, nice and quick. Uh, what's your favourite flavour of VK? Oh god, I knew it was coming, and I'm going to disappoint you because I listened last week, and I know your thoughts on this flavour of VK, and I I'm very disappointed to admit to you that my favourite flavour of VK is ice. And but I can explain it, right? I can explain uh, it. Right. Okay. So you said last week that ice was just if you want an ice, just get a Smirnoff ice. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I don't necessarily disagree with you there, but I see I don't see VKs as a oh let's go to the bar. I'm gonna get smashed on some VKs. I like get a sambuca. Like get out there. Yeah. That's get, that's the idea. Get a yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But I just find. I find all of the all of the other VKs apart from maybe I don't mind the orangey ones, um, mm. but I find all of them way too sickly sweet, awful. I think that ice is very much like a nice palate cleanser for the for the next drink. Okay, okay, I I, I see what you're getting at, but then you could also argue that a good palate cleanser could be like a regular soft like mixer, like I know vodka lemonade or something. Oh uh, no, I, I get what you're getting at. No. I get what you're getting. At. Okay, I I can I'll allow that. Okay, appreciate appreciate because it's yeah, because it is such a bland, a bland VK. It's, I mean, it's just a cool, yeah, yeah. It's it's a cool neutral. It's just, sugar. it's just a cool sugar. Yeah, that's what it is. Um, but it doesn't. So I can, yeah. I can allow that. I'll allow that. You too. don't drink it and make a face you like you'd be you punching the balls. Yeah. Enjoy. yeah, yeah. Okay, right. Mm. Okay, I'll allow that. That's that's smart. Interesting twist on this question. If Banga was a VK flavor, what would it be? Um, Bit of a weird one because, like, I reckon I've got a theory that each VK says a lot about a person, about their what they're like. Right. Um, because that was a very logical answer. The fact that you want to have that ice as a palate cleanser. Yeah. It's quite a logical answer. So I'm kind of thinking, like, is there like a you say there's a Banga TM like trademarked VK? I would say, wait, are you talking about the people or the city? Uh, both. One or the other, you can, you can choose. This I would is the first, say... first time I've asked this question. I just thought of it just now. But I, um... I would say that the people are more of a, um, are more of like an orange and passion fruit. It's like a, they're all quite nice. Uh, mm. It's okay. like quite, uh, but then also I'd say that the, the people are like half orange passion fruit, but they're also half Christmas candy cane flavor because they're all, Ooh. they're a bit weird. Like Ooh. some, you get quite a lot of out there people in Banger. Like, you, like you know. So it's, we're talking. So you, it's fifty-fifty. It's yeah, so fifty-fifty. Whether you get someone who's like genuinely lovely, or you get someone who's a fucking weirdo in Banger. Okay, so th- surely when you have a combination of orange and candy cane, which is like normally like mint, it's like orange and toothpaste. So it's yeah, like, it was, oh, 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 not a good combination. What's going on here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that paints an image. I think separately, if you were doing having an orange and passion fruit, then having a candy cane, because you got that nice starting, and then you have that weird aftertaste with the candy cane thing coming in. I guess that would work. But I think a mixture of the two would be 
Um, well, you know, you, you, you asked me. It's, I'd say the student population is 50-50. Nice and weird. Nice and weird. Have it any other way. Um, got any good night out stories for us? Um, yes. I would say there was... So night, out, night outs are what you, what you make them in Banger. You don't, you don't go out expecting a good night out. But if you go out trying to make a good night out happen, you're going to have a good night out. Uh, which is probably, it's probably similar to most places, to be fair. Um, so I think last Halloween, we, so I'm a, I'm a marine biology student, which, uh, so we always, we're always looking at different, different costumes kind of to relate. So Mm. last Halloween, me and one of my friends bought a lobster costume each and his girlfriend bought a, a chef's costume. Um, so we got absolutely destroyed at, at pre-drinks. And Get went boiled. out to yeah we got we got boiled, and we went out to Cube, and basically, uh, what I'd do is I'll be walk, dancing around a floor somewhere, one of the floors in Cube, and if I see the girl dressed as a chef holding the uh, holding the saucepan, mm. then uh, I would scream and leg it to a different floor, going she's going to cook me. That's that's a sight. Yeah, so it's it's kind of like a a game of cat and mouse, but lobster and chef. Did the people catch on that that was happening? With them? Um, was to be honest, I was pretty analytic. <laughs> you weren't aware. I, I really, I really couldn't tell you. But it was a uh, fun time. It was a fun night. Fair enough. That's so. I can imagine people kind of um, like tapping the shoulder, going like, "She's coming," <laughs> and you're just screaming and running away. Oh. Uh, that's that is brilliant. Um, so that was that was on Halloween, yeah, wasn't it? Wasn't it just yeah. random. A random night oh, out. Yeah, like, it was like, Halloween. Else, like dressed normally, and you just taking <laughs> away Bob's costume. Uh, yeah, just the club floors. Did you um hold your drinks with your claws? I did. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, excellent. Just it's quite It's a skill. The commitment to the commitment to your kind of dress. Yeah, yeah, commitment to the claws, if you will. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> See, right, and you mentioned before saying have you got any puns lined up, and I said, well, I wouldn't do that to you, well, and then you've. Me with one. The I thing mean, about puns really is that they're not they're in the heat of the moment. You can't yeah. stop. It's a raw force of nature. Like you can't you can't, you can't, you can't, hold, you can't hold them in. You gotta release when it feels a build up. That's yeah. very true. It's not at least it's not a pun run. True. The lobster puns well, let me let me get out my there. script. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what kind of moods and like vibe best represents the Bangor students? Is there like a cultural kind of thing, would you say? is like You've already talked about them being really nice, but also a little bit weird. Is there anything more that you can describe them as? Um, I would say, I don't know. I'll, I'll explain where the majority of students here are from, and then you can kind of take your own reasoning from it. Um, okay. There are a surprising number of students from South Wales, but not many from North. Um, there are... A lot of people that I found, not necessarily from London, but kind of down south, mm. London, Northampton, uh, that kind of area. And then quite a few also from like up north, like kind of Yorkshire area, but not really any from like the middle. Yeah, it's kind of like, it's kind of like people have gone to Bangor to get away from their families as far as possible. And this was uh, the furthest point on the map as the crow flies. It is quite out the way. Yeah, it, it is quite out the way. Um so with that, so you, it, they seem to come from 
quite a wide variety. All, all about the place. All about the place. Is there? Is there? A, I'm imagining because it's a coastal university. A lot of the more marine, and also actually, it's positioned in Wales, where it's next to Snowdon and Snowdonia, and it's a really pretty part of the world. Do you get yes. a lot of people studying kind of geography and marine biology more so than other subjects? Yes. Um, the I think the biggest course at the uni is um, not marine biology as a as a as a single thing, but marine biology and all the kind of things that go with that, like marine mm-hmm. biology and like herpetology and like marine biology and zoology and just zoology in general and like uh, marine biology and environmental sciences. So that that's like a massive part of the uni. Like it's mm-hmm. the it's the biggest course here by. A, a, a small not by that much i don't think i think the second biggest one is psychology yeah i read the psychology was quite big um from like 500 students in first year or something yeah it is ridiculous but i uh, yeah but i think marine biology does eclipse it that's fine and so with that as well do you see that a lot of the societies are also the bigger ones tend to be the ones that are more bigger purely because of the geography like you know stuff like hill walking climbing water sports all these kind of things are bigger because of where it banger is at uh to an extent but i wouldn't i'd say less than you'd imagine like climbing is a big society here Mm. as is uh as is yeah hill walking uh like surfing that kind of thing like snow the ones you'd expect as well um but i'd say some of the biggest societies are probably uh like hockey uh rugby uh union and the other one um <laughs> that sounds like i'm hating on the other one i just can't remember the name of it league. um rugby league and union and uh, american football is huge here so we'll go back on to another aspect of student life which is is there a university fashion uh, i would I'm ask you and i feel that you might not be able to answer because you have have your own fashion i'm, I'm very fashion fashion inclined i don't know what you mean i've got my my finger on the pulse of, of vogue uh, 90s yeah <laughs> um i would say that there's not necessarily a, a fashion because like you kind of said like the, there's some a lot of the students that come here are people that kind of have come because of the mountains and such so you see i'm sure we'll get onto it in the starter pack but you kind of see a lot of people walking around dressed like they're going on a hike oh, okay um, even if they're not they just kind of have that kind of gear um so is it kind of another case yeah. of the environment is the location, the environment is very much influencing what people wear just on a day-to-day, you know? Yes, yeah. Pete, uh, also, it's bloody freezing all the time, chucking it down and windy. Like, it's the windiest place I've ever been in my life. So you kind of have to dress appropriately. Otherwise, you're getting blown down a hill at 80 miles an hour. I imagine that being... I'll be quite scary on Bitch Hill, so fair enough. Um, oh, so is there lots and lots of waterproofs and like you kind know, of windproofs and fleeces, hiking trousers? Yes, I'd say probably fifty percent of the students you'll see walking around do have that kind of gear, which is a lot considering like mm. probabilities. <laughs> like, yeah, that's yeah, it's significant. Okay, so there's a, there is a, there is a, a fashion but it's, it's very much there's not a it's mainly for a kind of geographical location wise rather than a uh, kind of a cultural thing would you say uh yes i'm not 100% but i'll, I'll be more inclined to say yeah it's 
if there is a fashion sense then it's you see quite a lot of people in kind of like vintage kind of clothes like um Mm. kind of like it kind of looks like everyone's come back from a gap year and they've just arrived in banger through the depop online shop yeah yeah whatever stuck to them is what they wear yeah exactly it's kind of kind of that kind of vibe so a bit about you um you're a third year green biology student what's that like what do you get up to currently not much (laughs) (laughs) no uh yeah i'm great i'm thankful that i've managed to go to university somewhere and i'm i'm surprised at the level of of facilities and such and like opportunities that marine biology actually has here considering like as in there's no shame in saying banger wasn't my first choice but i'm happy that i ended up here and I think I preferred it to where I I, oh, I don't know because I, obviously I haven't been to the other place, but um, I'm happy that I ended up here. So you get at least through first and second year when you know before the bloody pandemic, you got quite a lot of in lab kind of thing, either dissecting fish, like kind of doing experiments with fishy things like hermit crabs, starfish, whatever. Um, there's a project to do with the Anglesey Sea Zoo. Um, and there are a fair few times where you have to go collect data on a beach at 4am in the freezing cold, like digging up some, digging up some creatures. Okay. Um, also, you, t- you told me about your um, the boat practicals. Ooh. What are they like? So, yeah. So, Banga has a research vessel called the Prince Maddock. Um, it is a big old boat. Uh, I think we rent it to different universities so they can do their research maybe newcastle but don't quote me on that because they might be the only other one that also has their own boat um but basically yeah you can see it off the dock on anglesey sometimes and as a second year there is at least as a marine biologist there is a compulsory practical there are two actually for for my for the base course uh one of them is geography based and the other one is uh fish ecology based and you're only on there. You're on there for the day. Um, you have to get up early, go on over to Anglesey, get on the boat, and you for the. I'll, I'll explain the fish one because it's much more interesting than the other one. But you basically put out a a trawl behind the boat, like a big old net, and you catch all the fish for a certain in a certain area, and you bring it up, and basically you sort them into different piles and identify what fish because you're doing. You're basically contributing to a survey that's been done for years and years and years by uh banger students oh so just kind of gauging the current ecosystem yeah in the Menai strait yes yeah uh yeah it's like more out it's out of the Menai strait um and yeah it's it's quite interesting because there aren't really there isn't really commercial fishing there ish it's kind of it's kind of been not exactly protected for a while but uh fishing doesn't really take place there so you do get a lot of um of fish <laughs> we caught a lot of um like mackerel uh it's quite close to the bottom the, the net goes quite close to the bottom so you get quite a few like dab uh flounder get quite a lot of cat sharks as well which are like these little little sharks uh i'm yeah. not gonna say i'm not gonna say the uh the bee shark the baby shark oh god do 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 so the big question you're a green bar student I got um I got asked this the other day um to talk about your favorite animal because you know wild conversations that you do have. Uh, someone asked, "Oh, what's your favorite fish?" And 
so I don't really know what to say to that. So what what's your favorite fish? Do you have a favorite fish? Right. So my favorite fish kind of changes as as I mature and get older. And I, uh, I can tell you my current favorite fish, which is actually a shark, which obviously sharks are fish. But um, usually I'd say that my favorite fish is some kind of stingray. I love stingrays. Um, love them, you know, little flippy flaps, their little mouths. Love it. Um, but at the minute, I did a lot of research for a project recently on the Greenland shark. Um, oh, yeah, I've heard about this. And it's to be honest, I find it very, I find them very interesting. They... Um, if if you if you'll indulge me for a little bit of um a little bit of shark knowledge, the floor is yours, so my friend. They live in like the um, way up north, kind of. Some of them live near Canada. They can kind of be found really deep, sort of from Scotland waters up, but you don't tend to see them that often there. Um, Do you find them near Greenland by any chance? Yeah, <laughs> shock that. Yeah, but they're kind of in the Arctic Circle. Um, you kind of, you, they're not really fished that often because there's kind of a lot of ice blocking the way so the commercial vessels don't really get to them but the really interesting thing about them is um they can live up to well we don't know what they can live up to but the, the oldest one caught was something like 550 years old so that's a that's a shark that's older than the formation of the united states that's a shark older than like yeah. queen victoria that's a shark that could have been around like you know before the invention of yeah i don't know can't think of anything syringes who knows like, <laughs> a nice niche thing to talk about for a um, invention in there. Fair enough. But yeah, they're they're really they're really interesting. They're really uh, they they've got a lot of urea in their body as well. So people don't really particularly know why they assume it, so it doesn't get eaten. Um, oh, it's just like a natural kind of poison. So possibly, um, you know, if they eat them, yeah. then what ate them is going to cause later on. The ones in the Arctic are also blind. I'm just gonna. I see. I see you trying to move on. I'm just gonna hit you with more shark facts. <laughs> the, the ones in the Arctic, they have like this uh, this parasitic copepod, which attaches to their eye and it eats the cornea. So they're completely blind. The ones in the Arctic, the ones in Canada, Canada don't have it. Um, so they're just swimming around blind. They just kind of use um electroreceptors on their head to kind of find things. Uh, they're really slow moving and they're fucking massive. So apologies for the language, but I thought I thought it deserved it. <laughs> It's fair enough. Fair enough. Don't worry about it. Um, is that are you are you finishing your shark reel? Any, any I mean, I, I could I could go on, but you know, I think it's probably I mean, best to to leave the green shark more, there. Any more fish or shark facts? You're welcome to uh, hit Ben up. I'll, I'll, yeah, yeah. About them. Well, we'll go on to one of my favorite sections where I can get a bit arts and crafty later on Photoshop. Okay. Um, so we're talking about the university starter packs because you know I've, I've said before um you go onto instagram or you go onto like a student journalist page and you always find like these starter pack things where um there'll be it'll be an image and it will have like what the students who do these courses or do go to this university wear say drink eat go to google search text the whole shebang and then to kind of like encapsulate these groups of people as a nutshell so what would be the marine biology starter pack do you think um i'm going to type them in as, as we go along okay uh, okay so the marine biology i have to incorporate zoology students into this as well because they they bring a lot i, f I find that most marine biology students are kind of quite normal and it's the zoology ones that kind of go off the rail and they kind of take okay. both courses so get zoology students there yeah fuck them um <laughs> we know they're listening <laughs> all of them 
every single zoology in the world. Um, so I'm going to go with, and bear in mind that this is just this is just like what I think of. This isn't necessarily there are there are normal students out there, just but this is what I think of when I think of a zoology slash marine biology student, and that is uh, dyed hair. So Strong. you've dyed your hair red or like maybe uh platinum blonde maybe not platinum blonde maybe just blondish um it doesn't make you look better please don't die just change it back mate come on um didn't you had blue ones um yeah but it didn't stick so it doesn't count um <laughs> then you just fit the branding then don't you yeah uh then also i would say i'd say maybe like a caramel rucksack like you just kind of see the people walking around on my course and on zoology kind of just with uh, hiking rucksacks. And on the same vein, I'd say uh, some form of walking boots. I would put in a um, put in like a, a crabbing net as well because people love going crabbing. Do they do that between lectures, go crabbing? Well, you just walk down to the pier, go crabbing, you know. Fair enough. Um, do you want to explain what crabbing is to people who might not be familiar with it? Uh, okay. So... It's quite, quite a niche thing if you don't go to uh, the Welsh coast. So crabbing is uh, the process of catching crabs. So you basically get this big net. Uh, mm, calling it a net is quite misleading. It's kind of more of like a a, a more solidy kind of cagey net kind of thing. You fill it with some sort of uh, some sort of meat, probably some sort of feed. Then you lower it down off the pier or you know wherever you were trying to catch crabs, and you leave it there for I don't know thirty minutes. Have a long, have a long. You think it'll take those crabs to uh, to go? The crabs will go in. They won't be able to get out because they'll go in to eat the food. And then you bring it up, and you've got a big net full of crabs, and that is crabbing. And people usually, uh, at least on the pier here, you just throw them back in because they're not they're not edible. So okay, so just it's more of a, a hobby thing. Some people do it for food, but I wouldn't say they do it here. No, no crabs are harmed in the process of this hobby. Um, any other things? Any other things for a, a marine biology student? Um, or- I'm trying to think food-wise what what you kind of see. Um, oh, so with with that, would you say that a lot of them will kind of lean towards vegetarianism or veganism? Uh, with the degree they do. There are there are quite a few vegetarians, I'd say, uh, and vegans, but I wouldn't say it's like I don't know. I feel like a few of us have just come on the course to eat the fish, like you know, just just love it. They they're, they're just I've so damn tasty. I'm having salmon tonight, you know. Just <sighs> call it call it myself. <laughs> <laughs> went out on the trawler this morning yeah you know caught it, uh, caught it on the line okay so if you were chatting to one of your course mate what kind of thing would you text them about about the course or anything would you say anything like um if i'm texting someone about the course i'm either asking them have you done this work i have not started it yet um or i am going i'm very stuck on this coding can you please help me with the coding because oh there's a lot, lot a lot of coding with there them. is a significant portion of um the marine biology course more so now than it was when i started actually is in our studio coding uh which is basically just you get a load of data basically and just make graphs with it and stuff but it's a lot more complicated than it sounds to me because i'm very bad at it um yeah it's in like it's in our language i think um i think it might it might be some c plus plus or something as well i don't know but it's it's utterly disgraceful and yeah, just not a fan. So would you would you also like text them going like, oh, are you are you going on the boat tomorrow or like all this kind of stuff? 
Yeah, I'd, I might be like, um, oh, you got, are you in a group yet for the beach thing tomorrow? Or like, um, are you, oh, that sounds bad for saying, are you going to this lecture? Um, no, more like, uh, I'm going to be late. Do you have the code for this? Or like, it's quite easy to, it's quite easy to kind of find things out. And Anything that you think that people might Google quite a lot in a, for a marine biology degree? Oh, what is in people that are on one or people that are? on one you know um what's the last like, name for this fish like yeah, what's the name for blank or like uh, yeah okay lot, yeah a lot of it is going oh what's the latin name for that again like i i only remember a few latin names and yeah they're quite you got a favorite latin name for a fish uh there's a fish which is the latin name boops boops i think oh um which is a, li- a little 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 fish it's a little boy yeah uh, have you ever googled why fish smell? I feel that's something I would Google. Um, no, but I think fish don't really inherently smell. Uh, the fishy smell kind of comes when they're kind of going off. So if you're if you're in a fish market and the fish smells, then you probably don't want to buy that fish. To be honest. Well, that's uh, today's top tip on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> for, uh, for all you poor students who are buying fish every day. Yeah. Um, okay, then we'll go on to banger now general being was well, so we talked about um like kind of walking and hiking equipment um waterproof is there anything else do you think that's really um sums it up hmm, i should have come more prepared maybe wellies as well wellies so that's more of a um a necessity if you're doing any field work uh, otherwise you're getting wet any hairstyles or anything in particular the dyed hair is that i think it carries into banger in general uh well yeah dyed hair is like I don't know. I feel like it's just a student thing in general, but it, it's definitely more in the in the zoology, marine biology kind of thing as well. Kind of, okay. pe- maybe people with um, people with metal metal flasks as well. See a lot of people with metal flasks. They don't really carry around plastic so bottles. Like bottles. Julie's bottles. Mm. Yeah. Well. Yeah. The uni's quite good with uh with recycling and such. It like kind of pushes towards that kind of thing. So, a lot okay. of the students do as well. Um. And then any, I mean, we're going to cover some text already or any any Google searches about Banger in general, do you think? Uh, probably, what is that monstrosity? Talking about the duck. Um, <laughs> just can't leave it alone. It's horrendous. Um, <laughs> is it fair, upon Googling it, I'm a bit shocked that it exists. <laughs> I'm, no, I'm, I'm duck gang for life, baby. Like, and it costs £109,000. Anyway, I mean, anyway. I can let you on a little story actually to do with um, oh, embezzlement. Um, time listening. So there was a, a bit, a bit of drama to do with. So obviously, like most, like uh, like most universities, lecturers are kind of made redundant every now and then. Like it just depends on funding. Like, um, and the vice chancellor a few years back or two years back, cause he he left in my second year, I think, or the end of my first. He it turned out. Oh, I need to find the exact figure, but I can't remember it. Um, but basically, he was using university money for his own stuff, like to do up his own house, like to do his, up his office, that kind of thing. And obviously, people weren't happy with it. And it was like common knowledge around the university for a while that he had spent, I think, eight grand on on for uh, for cushions in his office. Oh my god! So, so yeah. What, what cushions you gave eight grand? I don't know, like elephant skin. Like <laughs> I couldn't tell you. <laughs> oh dear, that is terrible. Mm. Oh yeah, that's shocking. 
That is that is some hot gossip for um Well he's yeah. not he's not currently vice chancellor anymore, so you know it's not it's not as hot as it once was. It's not straight off the press. Okay. Well, we'll move on to the last bit, which is our Wednesday night section. So talking about socials or the oh, yeah. green culture on uh on the social media and the emails. Um so we've got a question in on from our Instagram Q and A. Oh Christ. Uh, and I feel that whether Welsh Uni, it's ne- inevitable that this question is going to ask come up. But um, why do you like sheep? Oh, so it's so complicated. They're just you know the way you, they look at you and just go, but like oh, talk dirty to me again, you fluffy cloud. <laughs> um. Oh. <laughs> no, being a banger for three years, I don't think I'm any more attracted to sheep than I was at the start. Although the sentence I've just said makes it sound like I was very attracted to sheep at the start. So if anything, it would be difficult for me to get more attracted to sheep. I mean, yeah, I feel that you're already at a level which is causing some concern. Yeah, like, uh, hold me back. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear, get a restraining order on this boy. Um, and then the other one I've got... Um, which is, have you had a seagull steal anything of yours? Oh my god, okay. You know, because you always get like, you know, go to seaside and, you know, seagull come and steal your chips or whatever. Well, Do you ever th- get that? The uh, thing about uh, banger seagulls is they are gigantic. Like, so you go you go to like not... Obviously, the Welsh coast is big seagulls, but if you go to anywhere else in the UK, you're like, oh, a lovely little black-capped seagull. Like, oh, you're cute and nice and you're trying to take a chip or whatever. The seagulls here... If they try to take a chip, you're giving them the entire the entire like thing of chips. Um, you're not being charitable to them; they're literally mugging you. Yeah, is that, is that the case? One of my housemates last year had come out of Greg's. With, she was, I think, at the time she was vegan, and she had a vegan sausage roll from Greg's, mm. and she thought someone was tapping her on the shoulder, so she looked the other way and then looked back, and the the sausage roll was gone. And she was like, "What just happened?" And a seagull landed on her shoulder. And she looked that way, and the seagull took the entire sausage roll and <laughs> fucked off. I mean, flew uh, off. So I full on like tap and run. Yeah, like, you know. they're, they're huge. They're nasty. Seagulls here are massive. Like, like, like gang mafia kind of complex going on with these seagulls. Oh, like, they're, they're <laughs> <laughs> maybe there's a kingpin. That for sure. <laughs> a like, big big seagull. Just and sat I think, on I think so, in similar vein to your cat that is uh, looks at you with contempt. Uh, seagulls here just kind of they kind of just mess about with the students just for the fun of it like they'll kind of just sit outside your window screeching at you in the morning just for no reason they won't even be like don't get me wrong if the bin's open the seagulls throwing that every all the contents of that bin everywhere Mm. but if the bin's not open the seagull will just spite you by sitting on its stupid two little legs and Mm. screaming at your window for about three hours horrendous making their presence known yeah um so the duck is probably not even the most annoying bird on the campus then it's probably this <laughs> oh uh yeah hot- yeah it's definitely no it's definitely it's definitely uh, the seagulls definitely the seagulls for sure well it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you um it's been lovely being here it's been it's been fantastic so today we've learned in summary that bitch hill is as its namesake a bitch the banger duck is an absolute monstrosity and the banger seagulls will fuck you up. Um, so it's a goodbye from me from the Roddy Hancock and it's goodbye from Ben. Goodbye.
pleasure having you on. Um, if you'd like to get in touch and ask any questions to the show for future episodes, please go to our Instagram page um, at the Student Breakout Podcast, where I put up a Q&A story each week and so you can submit your questions. Um, or you can DM me on the page or my account if you're feeling extra. Or you can email us at uh, the Student Breakout Cast at gmail.com. Um, and it's a goodbye from us. Uh, next week, um, we are traveling to Newcastle. So see you then. Bye-bye.